Welcome to Matt Noel Ministries Sermon Podcast. Feel free to download these sermons and share them with your friends and family. Thanks for listening. God bless. Last Tuesday, uh, Pastor Mike called our church to a 21-day Daniel fast, and Monday was day one. And if I'm honest with you, when he announced that he was feeling the Lord's will for our church to do a fast, I wasn't very excited about it. And very simply, the reason why I wasn't very excited about it is because Matthew Knoll is in his flesh. And Matt Knoll's flesh enjoys eating food. And Matt Knoll's flesh enjoys eating whatever food he wants to eat. And knowing that we were going to be going into a corporate fast as a church, that we would be cutting off certain foods from our diet for 21 days, it wasn't exciting for me. And so I woke up Monday morning and I prayed and I, and I, and I was ready by faith to start this fast together with you. And something shifted on Monday, which was our first day of this fast. Something shifted spiritually where I became excited and I became um, expecting God to move in in a mighty way because of this fast, because of this act of faith. I am believing God. I'm excited about what he's going to do, how he's going to speak, how he's going to move, doors that he's going to open, things that he is going to do for you and I because of this fast. But it's, it's a sacrifice because fasting is a natural change to our physical diet. We, we cut foods off. We abstain from eating certain foods for a certain period of time. It's a natural change done by faith, believing God for a supernatural, spiritual change. That's what it is. It's neglecting our natural desire for food in faith, believing God for spiritual food. Amen? And that's what we're doing right now together as a church. Fasting is a time of Christian discipline of denying ourselves physically so that we, by faith, will grow spiritually. Amen? Fasting is a time of ignoring our stomach's cravings and our stomach's growlings and feeding our spirit's cravings with God's Word. It's ignoring our stomach and it is feeding our spirit. So easily and so often we feed our stomach, we feed our natural body, and so easily we can neglect, starting with me, so easily we can neglect our spirits. And fasting is a time where we feed our spirit and the Holy Spirit begins to do His work in a greater way during times of fasting in our lives. Fasting is a time of focused prayer and focused worship and exercising our spiritual gifts in ways that that it's different when you're fasting. Our gifts come alive. Our gifts become greater during times of fasting because we no longer rely upon our own ability. That's the beauty of fasting. We find ourselves feeling weak in, in so many different ways where we depend only and fully on the Spirit. And our prayer life increases and our worship increases and our spiritual gifts are used greater and and, and for the glory of God in ways beyond than normal times when we are not fasting. In Daniel chapter 1, 
Daniel fasted for 10 days, eating only vegetables and water, and he chose not to eat the king's food. In Daniel chapter 10, Daniel does another fast, and this one's for 21 days, and he, the Bible says that he ate no delicacies, no meat, no wine entered his mouth, and he didn't anoint himself with oil for 21 days. Now, I encourage you, unless you're going to be isolated all alone by yourself for 21 days, please anoint yourself with shampoo and deodorant and all that stuff. That's a necessity, even though Daniel did not do that for 21 days. You and I can. But we are choosing to set aside 21 days, abstaining from certain foods, believing God for supernatural change. Amen. In most cases, people fast because a leader that they are under, a leader who's in authority over them, decides and feels that God is calling them and their church, their congregation to a fast. That is the time when most people fast. Oftentimes, people don't choose to fast on their own. It does happen. It's happened with me before. I'm sure it's happened with you before. But in most cases, people and Christians of a church fast because the, the leader, the pastor, the leadership of that church feels the leading of the Holy Spirit that a fast is necessary and that it's God's will for their church, their congregation. And that is what we are doing. That is what we are doing. As there's three examples where leaders in God's word felt the Lord calling people under them to fast. We, we read in the book of Esther. Esther called Mordecai and the Jewish people to a three-day fast with no food and with no water for the deliverance of the Jewish people. Ezra called a corporate fast for the Jews for protection from God as they traveled out of exile back to Jerusalem. We see the king of Nineveh, when Jonah um, declared that judgment was coming, we see the king of Nineveh calling the people of Nineveh to pray and fast and turn from their sin with hopes that God would spare them from his coming judgment. And so oftentimes people fast together corporately because a man or a woman feel the leading of the Lord to call a fast. Today is our seventh day. We are on the seventh day of our church Daniel fast, and we are believing God together as one church. We are believing God that his plans and that his purposes will be fulfilled. We are believing God that his leading and his direction for you and I, he is going to take us to that next level. We are believing that he is going to move. We're not going to stir things up and say, look what God is doing. We are going to humbly pray and fast and seek the Lord together by faith. And we are believing that we are going to see his purposes fulfilled. Amen. This morning, I want to encourage you with the word of God regarding fasting. We find in the book of Isaiah that some of the people of Israel were giving God false worship. They were self-righteous people. They wanted to look spiritual. They wanted people to look at them with awe and amazement at how holy they are. Have you ever seen those type of people in the church? It's the people that seem so spiritual, and they just want to be noticed, it seems. 
this was happening in Israel, and we find it in the book of Isaiah. And like some of us are doing, some of these people were also in a time of fasting. But God was not impressed with their fasting. And God, in Isaiah chapter 58, God calls out these people. He calls them out. He lets them know that he is not impressed because their motives were wrong. Their motives were wrong. And so we need to ask ourselves these questions right now. When I do something for God, what is my motive? What's the reason behind me doing whatever it is for God? Why am I doing it? Am I trying to please God or am I trying to impress people? And this was happening in this chapter in the book of Isaiah. And God was not pleased. Their motives were wrong. They were self-righteous people trying to look so holy and right. They were more impressed with pleasing people instead of pleasing the Lord. And we read here in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 1. God is speaking. He says, shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud, do not be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. He's calling them out right now. And God says, they act so pious or they act so devoted, devoted. They act so religious. They come to the temple every day. They go to church every single Sunday. They go to Bible study and prayer meeting. They're always there. They're, they have perfect church attendance, he says, and they seem delighted to learn about me. God says these people, they come to the temple every day and they seem, they seem to be delighted to learn about me. These are the people in church that say amen, amen to every single thing. The pastor might cough or sneeze and they're like, amen. They don't even know what they're saying. These are those people. They seem so zealous for God. They seem that they want to know God and learn about God. But God sees beyond their facade and God is calling these people out. We continue, the Lord says, they act like, right, like a righteous nation. Notice he says they act. It's a front. They put on a show. They're acting like a righteous people that would never abandon the laws of God. They ask me, they ask me, God says, to take action on their behalf. Answer my prayers. Move in miracles. Lord, pour out your blessings. They ask me to take action on their behalf, pretending that they want to be near me. Did you hear that? God is saying these people are pretending that they want to be near me. This is like that lady who is pretending to be interested in some man, but all she's interested in is his money and maybe his sports car. That's who it is. They're pretending. They just want the blessings of God. They want something from God. That lady wants the dude's money. It's, a, it's fake. It's not real. There's no love there. There's no relationship. There's no desire there. They're just pretending. Israel did not want God. They were pretending to. They only wanted his blessings. Now listen, I have an importance. I'll call it a public service announcement. We've been hearing so many public service announcements lately on the news, and I have them for you. Listen closely. You and I can never fake out God. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are like flames of fire. 
He sees everybody. He sees everything happening. He, he knows all about everything, everybody. We can't fake God. He knows when we're pretending. He knows when we're not being real before him. He knows when we say, I want God. I want everything God has for me. But deep down, we don't believe it. And God knows it, just like his people in Isaiah 58. We keep reading in verse 3. The people now respond to God. The people say, but we have fasted before you. Why aren't you impressed, God? We've been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice. We've been so hard on ourselves, God. We've, we've, we've allowed sacrifice in our bodies. We're fasting. Why aren't you noticing? Aren't you impressed, God? This is what they're saying to him. And God says, I'll tell you why I don't respond. He says, it's because you're fasting only to please yourselves. So we find these people were on a fast. But God calls them out and says, you're only fasting to please yourselves. In other words, so those people can say, look at what I have accomplished. Hey, do you know I did a three-day fast? Did you know I fasted for 21 days? Isn't that spiritual? I am so close to God. Hey, I fasted for 40 days. I fasted for 10 days. I'm doing a Daniel fast. Look at me. Hear me. That is what God is saying. You're fasting for yourself. You're fasting to please yourself. It's as if they could say, look at this other, one more Christian accomplishment in my life. Look at it. It's on the wall. Printed out. Matt Noel did a fast. Woo! And that's what God is saying. It's like a trophy on display. Look at what I'm doing. And God says, you're doing it with wrong motives. You're fasting only to please yourself. It continues. God says, even while you fast, listen, even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and arguing? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. Some of these people were fasting. They were on this spiritual fast before God while they're treating their co-workers bad. And God called them out on it. Some of these people were fasting while they're arguing and fighting. Maybe spouses were arguing inside their home, bickering and at each other while they fast. And God says, what good of a fast is that? This fast will never get you anywhere with me. Because their motives for fasting was wrong. He says in verse 5, God says, You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance and bowing your heads like reeds before the wind. You dress in burlap and you cover yourself with ashes. Back in the Old Testament, we read many people at times of fasting to represent mourning and sorrow over sin. They would put burlap on their bodies as clothing very uncomfortable, very itchy material. And they would take ashes and they would pour ashes on their head. And this represented them mourning over their sin. And God says, you do it, but it's just the motions. You're just doing it to look good before man. It's empty. And this kind of fasting, God says, will never get you anywhere with me. That's an important verse to remember. That even now, for me and for you, let's, let's keep our motives of fasting 
right before God. Not so people can see how righteous we are. Not at all. But that the Lord can see our heart. Amen. God is not primarily interested in you fasting from food. Although there are times for it. God is interested in his people loving the people of this world. God is interested in his people loving the people of this world. It says in verse 6, he says, this is the kind of fasting that I want. And God says to free those who are wrongly imprisoned, to lighten the burden of those who work for you, to let the oppressed go free, and to remove the chains that bind people. That is the kind of fasting ultimately that God is wanting. He's wanting us to be real, loving people. We can fast we can memorize scripture. We can go to church every Sunday like they were doing. But if we're not loving people with the love of God, it is empty. So we learn in this scripture that there's three points. Fasting from food while intentionally sinning against God, that fast is useless. Fasting from food while pretending to want to be with God is useless. Fasting from food while treating people badly and showing no love, that fast is useless. And God says it in this passage. Jesus in the New Testament speaks of this in the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. We read in Luke 18 verses 9 through 14. Jesus told this story to some of the people who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everybody else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer, I thank you, God, that I'm not like other people. I'm not like cheaters and sinners and adulterers, and I'm certainly not like this tax collector. And then he says, I fast twice a week, and I give you tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, Jesus says, that this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. God sees beyond even a, a fake, righteous, well-scripted prayer. God's not concerned about this Pharisee saying, I fast twice a week and I give my tithe and, I don't, and I'm not like sinners. And he justifies, God justifies the sinful man, the tax collector, because his heart was right and humble before God. God is more interested, listen, God is more interested in a man who has humility while eating a hamburger than he's more interested with a man with a bottle of water whose stomach is grumbling, who thinks he's so righteous and so super in God's eyes. He's more interested in a man with humility who's not fasting than a man who's on a fast but his heart is wicked and unloving and evil before God. You see, we learn that fasting is so much more than just not eating food. Fasting is a heart issue. 
that God is seen. It is. It is a heart issue. It's not just, if you just choose to not eat food, but your heart is not in it, your heart's not seeking God, and your motives are wrong, you're just simply on a diet. You're just simply losing weight on a diet. Fasting is a heart issue before the Lord. Listen to Jesus. Jesus has instructions for fasting in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. These are the words of Christ. He says, When you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable, and they try to look all disheveled. You know, they'll mess up their hair and, 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 and look all sad and sorrowful and tired and miserable. This is what the hypocrites do, Jesus says. He says, so that people will look at them and, and admire them for their fasting. But I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will get. But when you fast, listen to what New Living Translation says. I love it. Jesus says, when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face. And I added, brush your teeth and throw on some deodorant and change your clothes. And then Jesus says in verse 18, so that no one will notice that when you're fasting, except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Your fast, this 21 day fast that you and I are doing, it is before our father. We are not to go promoting ourselves, saying, oh, I'm fasting, look at me. I'm sacrificing my body for the kingdom of God. I'm sacrificing my body for the glory of the name of Jesus. He wants none of that. He's not interested in that. He is interested in a humble, prayerful season of fasting before our Father. It is a private act of humility and faith before our Heavenly Father. It is between you and God. So what you choose to eat on this fast, what you choose not to eat, how long you choose to fast for, only the Lord needs to know about it. It's not anybody else's concern. This fast is between you and God alone. It is. Don't make it between other people. You might have to talk and get encouragement. Yes, of course. But ultimately, our fasting is before our Heavenly Father. Now, I want to look quickly at three biblical truths that go hand in hand or are closely associated with fasting. Three biblical truths that are closely associated with fasting. And the most obvious one that we know of regarding fasting, it's fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3, it says, speaking of Daniel, he says, I set my face towards the Lord. His focus during his time of fasting was on God. I set my face toward the Lord God, listen, to seek by prayer. God loves it when we set ourselves to seek him in prayer and supplications. Daniel says, with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I remember in my life about a year ago, I was having some struggles at my job at that time. 
and I was just feeling unsatisfied and it was a struggle and I had some conversations with my bosses at that time and it was just a really weary time for me. I just wasn't feeling right. I felt like there was something more that God had for me and I didn't know what it was and I desperately needed God to give me some direction in my life. This is about a year ago today. And so I chose on my own that I, to, to do a three-day fast. And I would just drink juice and, and coffee and water. And for three days, I just set myself aside. Like Daniel, I just knew I needed God's help. I knew I needed God's direction. So at work, I just I did my job. And then on breaks, I would go for a walk on the streets outside all by myself just to pray. I was intentionally praying as much as I could and seeking in this time of fasting for direction. And I tell you, God gave it to me. And even looking back now, I see that God answered that prayer. He honored that time of prayer and fasting because a couple months later, the Lord led me. He directed me and my wife and he led me to a new job, a new position. And he opened up a door for me and I know it was God's will. I know it was God's will. And so there's times when you need direction, when you need God to break through in your life. There's times you need to consider a time of, of, of private, individual, secret prayer and fasting before him to seek his answer. And God will be faithful. And there's times you might fast and pray and you might never, you might never see the answer here on earth. But it's it's. But by being obedient and and in faith before the Lord, we do these times of fasting and we add prayer. Fasting and prayer go together and there's such power in fasting and praying. We hear more of Daniel's words while he fasted here. The scripture says, Daniel's prayer, he says, Oh, our God, hear your servant's prayer. Listen as I plead before you. He says, oh my God, lean down and listen to me. Open your eyes and see our despair. And he prays, oh Lord, hear. Oh Lord, forgive. Oh Lord, listen and act for your own sake. Do not delay, oh God. Answer quickly. These were the types of prayers that Daniel would pray while he fasted before the Lord. We also find that fasting also goes with times of repentance, repentance of our sin before God. We find in Daniel chapter 9, verse 4, it says, I pray to the Lord, speaking of Daniel, I pray to the Lord my God, and I confessed before him, O Lord, you are great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and you keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. But he says, but we, Lord, we have sinned and we've done wrong. Look at that humble confession before God. So often people can be so proud to not say, Lord, I've sinned against you. God loves it when we are open and honest with him about our sin. And Daniel says, we have sinned before you. We've done wrong, God. And we have rebelled against you. And we've scorned your commands and your regulations. In verse 8 he says, O Lord, we and our kings and our princes and our ancestors are covered with shame because we've sinned against you. Verse 9, But the Lord our God is merciful 
and forgiving. And even though, have we, even though we have rebelled against him, he is merciful and he is forgiving. Daniel began a time of repentance while he fasted for him and for the people of Israel. A time of confessing our sins to God. We know that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. And we find lastly the third principle regarding fasting. Fasting, listen, and spiritual warfare go hand in hand. Fasting and spiritual warfare. There might be times that you go into a season of fasting because of the spiritual warfare that you're in. There also might be times that because of your fasting, you get, become engaged in times of spiritual warfare. But they certainly go hand in hand. We read in Daniel chapter 10. This is regarding another fast that Daniel did. God is giving Daniel a vision of future events to come. And we read here in Daniel chapter 10, verse 2. When this vision came to me, I, Daniel, I've been in mourning for three whole weeks. And at that time, for three weeks, I'd eaten no rich food. I ate no meat and no wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until three weeks had passed. Daniel is praying and he's fasting for 21 days. And Daniel is visited by an angel from heaven. He fasts for three weeks. And now an angel from heaven comes. And he has this vision from God. And we read here in verse 12. The, the angel says to Daniel, don't be afraid. Listen to what he says. This is so powerful. Since the very first day you began to pray. The very first day of your fast, the very first day of the 21 days of fasting, that you begin to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God. Listen, the angel of the Lord tells him, your request has been heard in heaven. And I have come in answer to your prayer. Did you hear what he said? The very first day of your time of fasting and praying before God, your request was heard from heaven, and I have come to give the answer from God. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? But listen, the answers sometimes don't come easily because there's a spiritual war in the unseen realm, in the realm between heaven and earth, in the realm between man and God, in the realm between earth and the heavens above, there is a warfare happening. And we see here in verse 13, we know the angel came to bring the answer to Daniel's prayer. And listen, for in verse 13, the angel tells him, For 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way or hindered me. He was hindered by an evil spirit. He was on mission as a servant of the Lord, as an angel on mission from God to give the answer to Daniel to his prayer. And he says, but an evil spirit, a demonic spirit in a spiritual war blocked him for 21 days. And then Michael, the archangel, came to help me, he says. And I left him there with the spirit prince 
of the kingdom of Persia. This angel from heaven needed backup. He was at war. He was in a battle against demonic forces, demonic spirits trying to stop the answer from coming to Daniel. And Michael the archangel had to come and fight and help him. And Michael stood there fighting against this demonic spirit while this angel could then go, continue to go, to give the answer to Daniel. There is demonic resistance to answered prayer. But keep praying because just as Daniel prayed on day number one, God heard that prayer and God was going to answer. God was determined he was going to answer and no demonic evil spirit can stop him. It might delay the answer, but surely the answer will come. Amen. So keep praying. Day one, day 10, up until day 21. Keep praying. Keep believing God. Despite the war that is happening, trying to stop answers to your prayers. Spiritual warfare is closely associated with fasting. We need to be aware of that. And for 21 days, this angel from heaven was at war, being blocked, being blocked in the spiritual realm. Daniel fasted for 21 days, and God heard Daniel's prayers for 21 days, and an evil spirit blocked his prayers for 21 days. Listen, the enemy does not want Christians praying. The enemy does not want Christians going to church. And you can be sure the enemy does not want you and I having any type of prayer and fasting. Whatever type of fasting you're doing right now, I know some of you are working. Some of us have to still have some form of food and we're working it out between us and the Lord. We're saying, Holy Spirit, show me, lead me. What is your plans for me during this time of fasting? But be aware that the enemy will try to oppose you. He will try to tempt you. We heard from Brian Krause in a devotional earlier this week about being on guard for temptation. You can be sure that you'll be tempted at times to see certain foods in front of you that you just want to grab and scarf down. Listen, I was at work on Wednesday and they brought out, we have a Wednesday morning meeting and they brought out a homemade Mennonite made batch of homemade cinnamon buns. And I think smoke was still rising from them. And I smelt them. Be sure I smelt them. And my stomach wanted them. You're, there's going to be times where the enemy is going to oppose you and tempt you. All sorts of distractions. But stay strong. Keep going forward. Stay the course. And expect God to do awesome things for you in this time of prayer and fasting. You might feel weak. You might feel discouraged. Pray. Phone a brother. Phone a friend. Cry out to the Lord and let him give you strength. Because listen here, we find, again, a conversation between Daniel and this angel sent by God. Listen to this as I close. In Daniel chapter 10, verses 16 through 19, Daniel says, I am filled with anguish because of this vision. I have seen my Lord and I am so weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. 
And then the one who looked like a man touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. And listen to the words that God spoke through this angel sent by God. He says, don't be afraid, Daniel, for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. And I just pray those words over you this morning. You are precious to God. Be at peace. Be encouraged in the Lord. And be strong. Be strong. Be at peace. You are precious to the Lord. That is the truth for God's people this morning. I pray that this encouraged you as we start day number eight tomorrow on this fast. I pray that God's word encouraged you, motivated you, and equipped you to move forward, to finish well, to finish strong, and to believe God for supernatural change, for supernatural direction and power and authority in your life. So Lord, I just pray for those people who have tuned in this morning, God. Encourage them, Lord. Strengthen them, God. Lord, give them grace. Give them strength, Lord, to continue praying and worshiping and stirring up their spiritual gifts and believing God. Believing God. Lord, we believe, Lord, that you are going to send breakthrough. God, we believe that you are going to send answers from heaven, just like you did for Daniel, God. And we just declare, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that no evil spirit can block our prayer. God, we call those prayers down. We receive those answers to our prayers by faith, God. We stand in, in faith. We stand firm. God, believe in you, Lord. God, believe in you, Lord. Our eyes are on you. We delight in you, God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Matt Noel Ministries Sermon Podcasts. I trust you were blessed by today's episode. We'll see you next time. God bless.